Welcome to Solokapur's podcast, another inspirational special. And you just keep wondering why I keep on bringing young people into my podcast for inspiration talk. You generally expect people who inspire you to be like this old, successful gentleman. I'm here. I just do my best to change that notion. And to change that notion with me here is Sweta Oja, an entrepreneur, a CEO, a TEDx speaker, an author, a social activist. Did I miss anything else? what envious resume you have and how old are you let me guess you must be barely 25 26 if i'm not wrong so uh, how envious do people look at uh, look at a resume like yourself at such a young age thankfully i do not have a resume hi everyone um uh, but and I, I, I haven't reached 25 yet so that is also a thing but hmm. you know um people are usually um, you know they look at you in a very different light that's true uh-huh. but i think a lot of lot of a uh, lot of other people in my age are doing wonders too so i don't uh, you know i'm i think i'm doing everybody has their own pace and i am sure. quite there with my own pace as well that is pretty fast a pace and how old were you when you gave that ted talk that i just accidentally stumbled on youtube out, out of the blue i was i was turning 21 then Wow. How, how, how did that happen though? Like, tell us the story behind that because you must be like fourth or fifth speaker on my podcast. So I generally ask this and I'm asking you the same. So how did that happen? Yeah. So TEDx was uh, quite a surprise for me as well. Before that, I'd written this book. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, you know, yeah. So I got published at the age of 19, which was again, something that I had not completely planned, but I ended up doing it. And then I... Uh, after that, uh, I, I started getting a little bit of response from, like, I think someone like you stumbled upon my book and invited me to a TEDx. That would be the best way to put it forward. Sure. Because, uh, you know, when you are a very new writer and uh, you're just getting published, nobody knows you. And you, if you do not come with a big banner, like I was not published by Penguin India or something of that light. So, you know, it is very difficult to get noticed. At mm. the start, with your first book, and people don't recognize you, but somehow I think it was it was a really beautiful uh, mail that they drafted to me. It was from IST Shukpur, which is now an IIT. Mm. So they they sent me a mail writing about how they read the book and they like it, which yeah. was in itself a very big thing for me because you know reading my book at that point of time when nobody knew about it was a you know big thing to me yeah and then they they talked about the ngo that i was working for as you know i started up something they even knew about it and that's when they wrote an invitation and they said you know we want you to come over and speak with us speak for us at edx and i i will i'll tell you something i did not believe it like i was like you know this is definitely uh, is it a spam mail? Is someone joking, or is is, is this a prank? Because sure. why? Why would someone? Why would someone call someone at in their twenties to a TEDx stage where I usually at that point of time I used to see only you know really coveted speakers speak. Now wow. it has you know uh, now it is adapting to a lot of youth. But initially back then when I spoke at that stage also I was the youngest. Yeah. There was no way about it. So it it was a surprise. But I am really thankful to the organizers of IIT Shukpur. They actually found out. They just picked me up from the work I was doing, appreciated it, and brought it into the limelight. And after that, that is the time when you, when I, you know, 
hit a little bit of pain sure and that that was the starting point wow so we were waiting for our placement mails from companies and you were waiting for your tedx mail that is uh, that is dope T- tell us about your social activism though you said you work for an ngo and what social activism that you do we will get to your writing and writing career book and everything else i, I just wanted to touch base a little bit on social activism and what what do you do for that yeah uh, so i think that is also kind of a story and i don't i hope you don't mind oh please I, oh, you know, the, the podcast story. is all about stories yes please yeah, you're, you're a writer so after all I, I, yes and i am a huge fan of podcasts it's just that i'm not very camera friendly to you know come no. over but i'm glad that you you've invited me over and you're having this talk so um this was also very interesting okay mm-hmm. i remember we were in the 12th standard or something and uh, the that typical you know i am from calcutta and we used to you know hang out in maybe ccd or something like that at that point of time it was a big thing Uh-huh. you know hang out in ccd and you chill Same. and all that yep. so I, yeah yeah so now it's nothing now it's, it's like ccd is for every every kid out there sure but, and it's not even <laughs> and if it's not even famous like starbucks has taken over completely yep. but yeah at that point of time it was a big deal so we used to sit and i remember we were like two three of us and mm-hmm. we were discussing about something just randomly and we mm-hmm. saw these two two people two beggars basically and we always see two beggars or someone on on the streets asking for some food or money and we right. ha- happened to you know get them eat sure so then we were talking and you know the bill came out to something around i don't remember it was like 2 2k or something like that sure. and and that's when it hit us that you know we actually gave them you know food in like a 100 bucks and here we are drinking coffee worth 2000 rupees which is which was a realization for us because we were like you know uh do it we should do something yeah. and yeah so we started having this fundraiser we didn't know that what is a fundraiser okay uh-huh. now it's called a fundraiser at that point of time it was like everybody give money from your pocket pocket money what you get and let's sure. just do something it's like that so we started we, we used to take 100 rupees or 200 rupees from people like all of us we, uh-huh. i used to give 100 rupees i remember and we started accumulating money and then we started going to these orphanages then you know uh, anganwadis which is yeah. a concept yeah so there and, and even um, you know old age homes and all. then we started realizing that you know these orphanages old age homes they do not lack money and gifts okay it's not like people are not coming here people are not giving them gifts it's not like they are you know sleeping hungry because it's an it's an organization mm. they are getting food they are getting what they you know whatever is the basic necessity mm. later on it started and we ended up you know having a lot more of volunteers because we understood the fact that volunteer based work is missing people sure. have the money to spare but not the time to spare mm-hmm. so we rapidly started shifting to this volunteer based organization where we started you know going out and you know uh, helping uh, like whatever whatever work we could do we used to actually work we used mm-hmm. to work mm-hmm. whatever work we could do and uh, um, you know um, it even in fact we we celebrated our birthdays we would go actually sing and dance at an older home 
because uh-huh. you know that's the kind of yeah we've done that we've you know we've played the guitar sang along and we've, we've talked to them what the kind of you know request i still remember i was at this uh, old age in calcutta uh-huh. where i was talking we were just sitting and we were preparing a little bit to celebrate just just for a sake no birthday or anything just celebration uh-huh. yeah but yeah we are here to meet and uh, i remember there's this lady who walked up to us and she said that you know you guys should if you plan to sing you guys should sing this song called gori tera gaon bada pya okay so <laughs> and then we had to google the lyrics of when you know, sing that and put this whole thing in the dance and they had a lot of fun so yeah the experience of it the time spending the the whole thing that i get from this whole experience and till now what we have been trying to do is uh-huh. money yes it is important we we do raise funds we're not saying we are a zero fund initiative like any other you know any sure. other uh, ngos yeah but uh, we do raise initiatives we have fundraisers for uh, things that come up mm-hmm. that need attention but we are also what's the uh, what's the, what's the name what's the name of your organization it, and it is called savera okay so when we started yeah when we started we i know it nice sounded a little cliche yeah, yeah it sounded a little cliche back then like you know a new morning yeah. but yeah that's how we that's how it appeared to us that's sure. how we saw it so yeah we named it savera and it is it is still going on and we so right now it. how many cities is it spread across is it limited to like calcutta or is it out there so it is limited to calcutta because right. we started from there we are still there we have not grown up like magnanimously and uh, we we you know we are a bunch of so sure. you like people like us right but i have plans to expand it here in bangalore since i'm here so mm-hmm. i have already been working on it and uh, Although it is a you know, Calcutta-based organization, it does take up volunteer work for networking in other cities as well. Right. In case of any any sort of emergencies that happen, we mm-hmm. do uh, team up with other organizations and help. Like we we've teamed up with different sorts of organizations and we've helped in whatever necessity is required. At the age of twenty-one, twenty-three, I was just betting on IPL matches, and here you are. I'm like, I'm kidding. But I am sure you're kidding. No, I didn't. I was certainly not going around helping people. That's for sure. Along with these, at that very young age, you were also writing. So how did that start? So were you like a massive reader? I hear people from Calcutta are like they read a lot. Is that a cliche or is that true? Tell me about your fascination with literature. so even if it's a cliche it is true in my mind it is a cliche because obviously not everyone is reading and not everyone is sure. a singer i i keep hearing that you know people from calcutta can sing but i can't so that that's not how that. yeah but that that's not how it goes the thing is that uh, completely the thing is that um, people read a lot we are told to read actually we we, we when we are growing up and when we are you know talking about things and stuff we are actually told to read a lot we, uh-huh. we are always pushed into pushed into some sort of co curricular actually okay. you need to be doing something or the other and they do need to have a library card when you are in school okay mm. so you need to you need to start out and you need to start working on you know you need to have a library card you need to get one book and read it or don't read it but schools have that mandatory so that is one small cultural thing that the school also inculcates in us interesting i was not a very mass 
I was not a very massive reader or something. Uh-huh. I I did not plan to become a writer. Firstly, I've told it to like a lot of people that I did not plan to become a writer at all. Okay, what I was into was like I would go for debates. Okay, that was the only thing that I was closely related to when it came to you know the language English. Uh-huh. In fact, I have a very I have a very um you know. unpopular opinion that okay. uh, i do i never used to think that you know literature should be a subject wow you're upsetting yeah. a lot of people come on go on <laughs> i know but i i know i'm upsetting a lot of people but my intentions aren't bad here i don't sure. mean it in a way that literature is i think literature is beyond beyond a subject mm. it, it it has a level that is higher Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I don't think so that any any amount of justice I could do when I'm writing an answer or whatever I'm putting across, I don't think so. I could even learn because it's it's open to a lot of perspectives, right? Sure. We are always in yeah. So I always used to think that you know what I feel about this, someone else will definitely feel something else about it. So I yep. can't do justice. I I can't do justice. Mm. reason why i did not take up literature uh-huh. after then then i was planning to you know just pick up stuck up to whatever i was you know i wanted to become like i, I actually wanted to study computers and all uh-huh so so you're like that classic yeah, engineer so, who became a writer like most of the upcoming writers in india yeah but the twist here but the twist uh-huh. here is that i wanted to become an engineer <laughs> Ha. Huh. So the okay. Twist here is that I wanted to become an engineer. I did not want to become a writer, or I didn't had not imagined myself in any any such path. You know, any anything artistic. I used to think that you know I'm I'm I can actually do good in maths and I can you know study computers and I'll do good. That was my kind of outlook. And uh-huh. I was a decent kid. Um, you know, when it came to were you study. a front bencher or a back bencher? What were you? I I. Looking at your resume, I get front bencher vibes, or maybe at the most middle bencher vibes. So what are you then? I was a front bencher all the time. I was a front uh, bencher plus. Uh, yeah, I, actually, to be very precise, I used to sit on the second row <laughs> oh. every time. Yeah, so that that was the thing. And uh-huh. uh, literature, I had no such connection, except the fact that my father is an English professor. And uh, I used to think, you know, but we never had a conversation. We never ah. had a conversation. He he would never talk to me about literature and stuff. The only thing he told me in the tenth standard was that, you know, I think you should take up humanities. Humanities is what we call arts in uh, okay. back in Calcutta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he told me, I think you should take up humanities. Although my score was was really good. I scored like I was one of the Good scoring yeah. students there in the tenth standard, especially in yeah, <laughs> and especially in math, mathematics. That scored something like ninety six. Hmm. And my father, yeah, and my father was like, you know, still he's telling me that I think you should take up uh, literature. I was like, why do you think so? This is so out of the box. I've not done anything in literature. Yeah, I I don't think so. This this should be the plan. And I was like, no, no, I don't know what is he saying. Let's just take up computer science. Uh-huh. So I took took that up, but later on I realized maybe he saw a flare or maybe this is something about you know people who read because my dad used to read back then a lot. Now mm-hmm. he stopped a little bit. So I think maybe he had that flare, you know, that you know you should write. <laughs> so <laughs> that could be a thing. You uh, your parents must have been happy, right? Because you're taking up 
engineering you're going on a safe path so to speak computer science like the best stream there can be in engineering to getting into it and all that so what was it like when you kind of came out and said like i'm not going to do this i'm not going to take up an it job i'm off to something different so how did that go at your place although you know it is it is very confusing because although my dad wanted me to take up arts and you know in the in the front line what he thought was you know i i am debating which is very common for parents okay. to believe because i always thought that i want to take up this and i want to do this and i had other plans in life and suddenly sure. like after taking and in fact after enrolling into college i thought that i could write so that was a big blow because my mm. dad was like you know why why now that was the question but he was very supportive when it came to you know uh, writing the book mm. i had not told anyone when i was writing the book Oh. Okay, the sheer uh, there was no pressure. I know that they would have taken it in a very good light because mm. they are themselves teachers and they, they themselves know understand right the value of language and literature when they are teaching that. My mom is also in, like a Hindi professor, so she teaches Hindi, uh-huh. so they'll understand. I used to think, but um, I did not tell them. I used mm. to write and everything. By the end of something, I was a little closer to mom, mom to say that to her that you know I've written something. Mm. She was like, "Okay, she's written something. What, what is that great about it? She's mm. written something. Okay." I remember my brother. He just you know the day I finished because I used to you know make him read and I used to make a few of other friends of mine read too. Okay, sure. They have they've actually endured a lot of my you know nonsense. When I used to, you know, just start. I of nowhere I started writing, and I used to send them chapters and be like, "Please review, please review." Yeah. And in the first three four chapters, they were not obviously interested. Like, what is this girl doing? Yeah. But later, I remember after some time, they were like, "Do tell us what happens next." So from that to there, it was a good journey, and sure. uh, I am grateful to my friends who, you know, always did uh, read it, and right. my brother. So at the end of it, he went and he got this book. what he did was at that point of gives or you know cyber cafes and uh, print outs no another was like i don't remember i did not have a printer at my place sorry <laughs> no one so many yeah. yeah maybe maybe some of some of our classmates did but i was not one of them sure and uh, so my brother he went went to the cyber cafe at shit in the pdf and i don't write mm-hmm. time, even now Yeah. All the, that is also something that people find amusing because they think you know writing is better. Maybe it is, but for me, typing works. Typing so works because handwriting sucks, and you have a lot of wasted pages. Ink typing, you can Google words. Typing, typing is the way to go. Sorry, go on. Typing is the way to go because and uh, handwriting sucks is fine, but you know when you are uh, typing, you can always. Back, use backspace a lot. Exactly. Like, I don't like that part. And the com- computer takes care of the spellings. It takes care of the grammar. It lets you. You can <laughs> yeah. Google the dictionary. You can Google the words or the convenience. Yeah, definitely you can. But I, the good thing that we've actually developed, and it helps also. You end totally. up developing your vocab and uh, improving your grammar and stuff. Sure. So yeah, he went and he got this printout, mm. and he was like, you know. Oh, this is it, and he got it and he gave it to my dad and he was like, my sister wrote a book. That's hmm. how he said. It. He just got this this huge pile of papers and he huh. gave it to my dad and my dad had no clue, had no clue what I'm doing. 
I used to write in the night, sleep for two, three hours, wake up and go to college. So I, I would be like in that, that kind of a zone. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've, I've got an addicted to it, to be very honest. Uh-huh. I, I started finding solace in it. I was like, uh-huh. oh, this is really cool. I like this. Mm. So I started doing it. So I, uh, he just got it and he gave it to my dad. He was like, nothing. He just gave it to him. My dad was overwhelmed, actually. He really liked it. I was like, okay. Wow. He got it. English professors yeah. are hard to impress. <laughs> that's true. He still, he still criticizes my writing all the time. Oh. So that's true. For sure. He went and he put it, put it, put there like, oh, Bhagwan, she put it out there. Mm. So, and then he was like, okay, fine. But then he brought this question to me. Mm-hmm. So if you had to write this, and why? Now, what is your plan? Do you want uh-huh. to drop this? Do you want to drop your studies? Take up literature? You know, paste a year? You want mm. to do something else? Mm. I don't think you're, you know, into this and stuff. That's when the conversation started and the confrontation started. And huh. I wasn't doing really well in studies. Too. Ah. I was, my grades had gone a little down. Classic. Later, yeah. I think, huh, thoda, obviously, it, it had happened. So when I was like, you know, you just drop and you just apply to some other institute and get into literature. Sure. I still did not agree to him because I was really keen into learning what I was learning. Mm. Although my grades had gone down, I really wanted to learn programming. I mean, that is something I really wanted to do. I wanted to learn programming. I wanted uh-huh. to go good in mathematics for some reason. I had that thing for myself. It's like, no, I want to do this. And I also want to do this. And sure. it was very difficult for my parents to understand. Mm. But later on with time and the book got published. And, uh, you know, I started getting you know, a lot of, a little bit of, appreciation here and there uh-huh. once the book got published i was clueless i was like now what what's next what do you do after the book gets published then i came to know that you know uh you you were 19 when, when you wrote this book you were 19 weren't you i was seven, 17 something when i started writing the book uh-huh. finished it by again but i went on to publication by 19 it wasn't like I had a book and it just got published. But yeah, it got published in 19, but it was written when I just finished my boards and I was 17. I was turning 18. I didn't even yeah. know there were these things called publications. There were these things called books when I was 18 and 19. I don't know. Wow. Go on. Sorry. I had no clue as well. I'm telling you, kids these days are really lucky. As in, I am also a kid from this day, but uh, you know, the the whole uh, scenario for writers mm-hmm. has developed. It wasn't this before. There was no Instagram writing. There wasn't anything. I think the only thing that was working at that point of time was WordPress and Blogger. Yes. And that's how and that's how I started my journey as well. You know? mm-hmm. I started from WordPress and Blogger. That's mm. that's how I uh, got into writing after writing the book. So yeah, but. Later on, I contacted a few people. I saw a blog, and then my, you know, my father actually told me that if you've written it, what is your plan? What do you, you want to keep this print out or something? Hmm. He's like, no, 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 let's not do it. Uh, let's just think something. So I told my dad, do you know any, you know, uh, any person who pub- like you know print, not publishes, prints copies? You don't know I the word publish. You don't know there is this thing called publishing. When you were like 19 or something. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, somebody who prints copies 
I have a plan. I want to print like eight to ten copies and gift it to the people who read it, <laughs> and uh-huh. keep keep a few with myself. Okay, I want mm. to gift it to my friend who you know I bugged him or her, and they used to read it. So I want to give it to them. I want sure. to you know keep keep one in my bookshelf. So that would be a like achievement for me that I have a book on my list. Right, you know that kind of that kind of a feeling, and my dad started laughing. He's like, "If you want to get it published, <laughs> he used the word published so that I understand." Sure. He's like, "If you want to get it published, then you should contact publishing. That's how you hmm. go about it." So I was like, "Okay, this is how it goes," and uh, yeah, and from there it was quite a wait. You know, they take time to reply and they take time hmm. to get back to you. So yeah, worth the wait, I guess. Nineteen wrote a book, and by twenty-one, you were giving it a talk. Your book is about this little young girl who's like going through all these love, betrayal, and 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 all that, right? So, like at that age, how did you get the idea for the book? What was the genesis in in that sense? How did you come up with the story, or did you just come up with the story because you wanted to write something badly? Uh, no, no, no. I had a story in mind. Uh-huh. So I, I, yeah. I was born. I I have just started. You know, I just got this uh, whole um, thing of writing short stories. Sure. I was like, let's write because because we had we had it in a paper mm-hmm. in ah uh, you know IFC board. We have this um, whole thing of like a thirty marks in for that story. You write a story or you write an essay. Right. So yeah, been I've been you know intrigued by the idea of writing a story. So uh-huh. I started writing. So I was bored and I was like, let's write the story. I have this. Good story in mind. Let's write it. I started writing it, and I know it sounds bizarre that you know there's no plotting done, there's no character sketch, there's yeah. nothing. This girl starts writing, and then she gets it into the book. It is partially true mm-hmm. because yes, definitely I just started writing, and only midway I understood I need to have you know I need to do character sketch properly. Sure. Then I had to go back. I had to revise. I had to understand. I had to make it. I had to think that okay, this will be a book now. Mm-hmm. So a little, little, you know, out of the way to go about it. But yeah, that's yeah. how I found it. If it worked for me, fine, right? At the end, so yeah, that's how. And now on on top of that, you just went Elon Musk and and added one more task to your entire repertoire of whatever you're doing. the social activism the writing and now you're an entrepreneur aren't you you are the ceo of wolfstein agency very german name for 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 something that works in india what does it do what what is it about and how did this idea come about you know as a business uh, so uh, i was in uh, hyderabad for like 6 months into some content writing company taking care of that and mm-hmm. so that you know that's when i was introduced to the idea of creative agency and i was like okay you know there are agencies who are the voice behind all these big brands sure the brands are not writing it obviously i had no clue about it before that right i understood that okay this copywriting and these you know uh, content that are pieces that are created these videos the stellar videos brand videos we see it's not the brand it's an agency behind it it's right. an agency that's working on it right so then i was like you know this is a good idea and stuff but obviously i i wasn't uh, you know i did not have the funds to go in but but i just started working uh-huh. i don't have funds and all yeah so then i shifted after hyderabad 
I got a job in Bangalore. We shifted, and uh, I met this. I met my partner. We started it, and uh, he was like, you know, I'm starting this up and have this idea. So this whole the name of the company is also his idea. Uh-huh. Although we've discussed it together, we discussed the whole branding and stuff. It is his yeah. idea. It's his baby. I always tell him that it's his baby. It's not my baby uh-huh. in any any way. But I'm glad that he chose me as someone who could, you know. Uh-huh. take this forward because i was very young all he all he trusted was that the fact that i am creative mm. he just trusted the fact that for a creative agency you need to be creative and you have the command okay you're good at your skill i think you can do it and when if i would have said it to i did not tell a lot of people that you know i've started this up with somebody but all people uh-huh. i'm working here people knew that i'm working here because you know i was not I was I used I was young and I was very, you're not like uh, you're not like one of those uh, CEO bitch you were not like that <laughs> no <laughs> but uh yeah I'm I'm glad I hope that the you know people in my office would say it better but yeah okay right. but at that point of time I did not want people to you know know that mm. uh, I was doing something with a lot of lot of judgments that come and I was I was kiddish so I had the fear of being judged and fear of because i remember there was a time when i told someone a very good friend of mine uh-huh. i actually looked upon said you sure. know sure i don't want to work i don't want to work a 9 to 5 i don't think so i want to work a 9 to 5 i really want to do something of my own that person told me at that point of time that you know you're not someone who can run a business a very close person wow okay? that's very encouraging someone like you yeah someone someone as sweet as you can't run a business he didn't mean to you know he, didn't, he was not demeaning me huh. i understand his opinions on you know his whole outlook on this but he said like you know people like you they can't run it because you know there's a lot of things that are involved in it right so yeah so i don't want to tell it to people <laughs> that was my whole opinion so wait let's just break this down a little here so you were not bad as enough in his eyes is, is that what he was trying to get to huh because i have, think we, i think he, he meant to say yeah that, we you know yeah we we have this weird thing about being a boss right be, being a boss means you have to be assertive you have to be confident you have to be yelling orders and all that i mean you can be a ceo with a panda in your background but who said you can't be like come on you know this is all i i completely agree this is all yeah, this, yes, this, exactly yeah all this is nonsense I, i i mean this this idea of only a strong assertive like confident woman who's not exactly soft spoken can run the business i don't like that idea i mean anyone can run a fucking business absolutely yeah actually and you know what when you're when you're growing you, up you, you, tell, you tell you tell it better yeah you tell it better expand on this a little bit yeah and, definitely and, i mean yeah. this is this is all like like, like in our lingo it's like nonsense it's needed i mean this is this is such a such a prejudice why, why are we even talking about such things and this 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 about it right you can actually that, that that's the sole reason i actually keep the panda so i love it part of my personality okay yes please it's part of my personality keep it in your lap oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess right I am I am like that I relate to you know I am a little uh, you know over the top and I like all these I love a lot of ice cream See, on one hand you you will you will find you will find pandas cute on the other hand 
you will find bullshit business these bullshit right you'll call them you'll call that out you'll call you'll love this you will hate that you will deal with this you will find this cute i mean both can exist right come on absolutely and i don't understand in a, it, it is very difficult for people like you know for to wrap their head around yeah yes exactly i mean i'm what's the point like a person can be both i, I will i'll because we are talking on this i would also like to uh, you know bring this up that you know i face i am being told by people blatantly that you know you don't look like what you write and i don't know what to reply to that i'm like so i do do you think that a person who looks looks like me maybe maybe like a, a little baby face or something cannot write something that is a little darker to understand mm. it is it, it, kind of you know it it just blows my mind i'm like what what is wrong with me so they they, they expect know. you to write twinkle twinkle little star or what or they expect me to look like what i've been writing mm. they expect me to you know they expect me to be like you know talking in that have, fashion and have a couple of tattoos things. here and all that <laughs> yeah talk about talk philosophical stuff yeah. no i want to write it down <laughs> i want to talk normal stuff <laughs> so yeah that that's quite the prejudice that keeps you know going mm. around that. yeah i can i can like i i can only imagine your meetings with like for example i don't know if you go to investors or not but you know when you have some high end meetings and and there's this guy sitting out there listening to your deal and you're like who is this kid why should i listen to you do you get that and even i hear and read that women have a hard time being an entrepreneur and being a boss because you know they don't take you seriously and you being you being a woman and a young woman and a cute looking woman with a panda tell tell me about that because i want to expand i want you to expand on that if you can i, I would love to expand That Please, I, it's all yours. I have faced that. You know, the person with me who he, he's a little older, and sure. uh, there was a time when you know there was a time when he used to go and you know talk to people mm-hmm. because people would not take me seriously. I mean, they would. I, I have had a meeting once. I remember I have had a meeting once with someone, and I was sitting there, and then that person was like, you know, why? I mean, I want to talk to someone. Like, yeah, I'm the person is responsible like but who are you at that point of time i was holding the cmo position of my company i said you know sure. i'm the chief marketing officer of the company uh-huh. creative agency who else would you talk to right <laughs> literally that was the whole thought running in behind my mind like who else will this person talk to sure was like oh, i want to talk to someone who is more experienced and i was like okay and i was saying that i was like okay fine you want to talk to someone who's more experienced but mm-hmm. what is the case you 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 have to give tell me what you want and i'm here to give you a solution in case you don't like the solution then then you have to put it on he, he was he was not interested he was clearly not interested in you know having a conversation with me he, and uh, i think we just had a conversation for five minutes and i was like okay so let's not go ahead I went back and I used to think about it. But yeah, things like this happen. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. It's bizarre in this, um, uh, you know, thing. But things have started becoming better. Once you start, you know, making a mark in the industry, they don't have any other option. But it is harder for to you to make a mark than, say, an experienced man. Absolutely. I do not disagree. I do not disagree. I mean, I have really good, uh, you know, 
friends and really supportive uh, business uh, partners and uh, like people colleagues and everyone who are men who are more experienced and because of them they have you know uh, who you know pushed me to go ahead but mm. i am sure they will understand when i say this that it is it is easier for them they will yes. understand i i'm guessing they will because you know they've seen it they've seen it first time i just a small example i think i i started wearing you know i started dressing up to look a little more matured aha uh-huh. for some time you know i had i had that whole thing vibe about me initially sure. when you you start if you you actually you know this land up in oversized tees and that's my personality i really like a lot of oversized t-shirts and yeah i would just everybody is coming like that there is sure. no discrimination but uh, later on i had to you know style little i, I remember I, i went to one day and i called up my mother and i was like you know mom i need to buy some kurtis and she said why you need to buy some kurtis because i don't wear them sure and she's like why and i explained it to her and i think she felt you know Mm. she didn't like it too because although she would love me to wear it but not mm. for this reason right yeah. so yeah that's there damn well i i again this this word mature uh, is, is such a weird word i mean the everything that is associated with maturity is not exactly mature it's like you have to dress a certain way to look mature you have to talk a certain way to look mature and your aesthetic should be a certain way to look mature everything people expect everything to be mature except this this is what that matters right this if this Absolutely. is not mature Absolutely. if this is not mature what's the point of looking like uh, uh, you know investment bank ceo and in a corporate dress so like what's the point of you know wearing those fancy coats and yeah the ties and suiting up and when you can't present yourself exactly it's all here and it's all it's all in the way you can wear yourself that's it that mm. that's all that matters and, and with with it is difficult this difficult people don't get it but uh, yeah. yeah but then there is a weird problem that women face right like if you're soft they don't take you seriously if you're hard they'll dismiss you like you're arrogant and and too confident for my taste and all that yes and actually and you know you're expected to be a certain way whenever mm. you introduce yourself as someone even if you introduce yourself as a writer or or a podcast host or as someone who is running you're expected to be a certain way and that is something that i don't get i mean i am a very different person when i'm by all, all by myself with my friends but then mm. that doesn't mean that i cannot be doing what i'm doing at my workplace sure one more myth i want to bust is like people who work in 9 to 5 always dream of having their own own thing because the dream is that when you have their own thing they can just take vacations at their will they just don't have to work they just have to, don't have to listen to anyone and explain this and break a few myths that dude when you are having your own stuff you take you are the one who's taking the least of all vacations you are working for your investors investors is your boss it is better to have a normal boss than an investor boss believe me when i tell you that and That's what true. what 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 other myths you want to bust to the 95 925 folks like us who want to have their own thing no see 925 there's this one thing that I, you know I, i think i've written about it all then i i did it so i told told it mm. you know trying to be different this this whole thing you know i want to have something I, that has also become a fear pressure Mm. This is 
such a peer pressure like this has no nothing you know if people are doing this i should be doing that because you know that will make me different now this has become a peer pressure why if people are doing this and that fits your shoes you do that it doesn't be like when i was studying a lot of people were doing what computers they sure. right it fit me so i'm doing it a lot of people are doing 9 to 5 because it fits them it's not like they are not capable to run a company i i believe a lot everybody is capable if they have the determination the will to mm. go ahead you know mm. Mm. you you fail you learn everybody is capable there is sure. nothing nobody who is not capable enough to do something that they absolutely love and have passion for mm. you know you will you will find a way so so many people who are doing great in the 9 to 5 jobs is because they just want to ni- work 9 to 5 right right and once you get into the entrepreneurial uh, you know scenario it's a lot of hustle it's yeah. a lot of hustle even if yeah even if certain things can come easier or cert- certain even if you have a lot of sources and stuff also it doesn't work honestly it, at the end of the day it's your business you have to you know brainstorm get your roi and everything that is up to you so it's a lot of work and you work like even at 2 in the night Yeah. You can't sleep. There are days where you can't sleep. You'll be like, you know, how do you I, get over this? I I always tell my friends who uh, who are dream of getting out of nine to five. Like, dude, here you're working nine to five. If you have your own company, you will also work nine to five, but the five of the next morning. Yeah, that's so true. Actually, I we have done that. We I have done that. I will not deny. You, you know, you work late. You work yeah. late. You work. was the night you work around the clock you have something because everything is yours right everything is yours whatever you are earning whatever whatever you're losing the employees the satisfaction the time you work everything is yours right in this anything it's like, it's like it's like your own child it's the the company that you own it's your own child and it you, you there, there is no off like when you have a kid there is no week off you cannot log off from your kid at 5 o'clock right it's your kid it's always there with you you'll always think about it it's it's your responsibility 24/7 that's that's exactly what you you, you are completely you know that's that's the responsibility that you are adding to yourself obviously in a 9 to 5 job also you have a lot of responsibilities as per yeah. position but that but ends at 5 pm yeah it it does it does it does end at 5 pm there are weekends to it but there are no weekends when you're working or you're building your own brand or you're putting across anything like that and i think you'll agree because you yourself are trying to you know you know you have this whole podcast thing in we are shooting this on a saturday right so exactly when you are trying to build something for yourself and build a brand out of yourself it's always it's always there are no weekends there are no holidays what 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 is your future vision though are you the kind of person who plans and like okay in 5 years time i'll be here in couple of years time i'll be here how do you take your uh, future planning in that sense i i am a person who does plan but does not plan too long okay i i i plan for like i i set goals for myself Mm-hmm. I have this. I I think at the age of nineteen itself or something, I started writing the book. Sure. And you know, the first time you hit a kind of um, self confidence state, you know, mm. your worth things in life, you start dreaming about more. That's yep. what happens, right? It's just natural. Sure. So at that point of time itself, it started, you know, penning down and uh, making a list of things I want to do. So mm. I wanted to become a CEO by the age of twenty five. 
my list i wanted to do some social activities you know mm-hmm. be in the social activism field right and i wanted to do a little little more things obviously mm-hmm. not finished everything mm-hmm. but I, i put it as goals so mm-hmm. those are the goals that i follow and then there are short term goals com- with regards to the company with regards to my writing right. with regards to to the social work so there are mm-hmm. short term goals but i don't i don't have not imagined like after 5 years you know we'll have so many branches or mm. that's that's not something that i've imagined forget about branches how about okay. books any other books coming out are you uh, allowed to disclose anything or you want to keep it a secret what's happening with yeah, your literary definitely. career yeah yeah we definitely allowed to because uh, just going to give the permission space uh, so uh, i am planning to i was planning in uh, this whole covid thing happened and i really want to you know the first book wasn't a did not have a very big press release or something like that right sure. it will just happen online and distribution and not now like i said once you now you're pretty famous i know that's not that's not the case we, yeah. i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding go on go on yeah so uh, but yeah so that's the thing right so now i want to you know have a good release maybe sure. and meet my readers actually people mm. are reading it i mean it's, it's incredible when you get mails and people you know they say that you know they want me to write in their right. they're waiting for the other one although it has been a long journey like sure. i have not written for a long time mm. but i don't regret it i've been doing other stuff i think now is the ideal time i might i am planning to release and release a poetry collection first mm. which is going to be my second book and uh, third is a novel that i'm writing Is, I'll tell you I've I've reached I've you know gone through a lot of writers blog and a lot of hindrances so I hope I can complete it I'm just Before I let you go tell us where we can find you online and especially I recommend people to find her writings online so where can we do that tell us tell us all the good stuff the Instagram the Facebook if you have a YouTube please So I do not have a YouTube but I am pretty active on Instagram and that's the only channel I use because you know I am not a very good multitasker on Instagram where I am very socially awkward in that sense. Sure. So Instagram is where you can find me and the handle is o_sweta and uh, that's where you can find all my poetry and apart from that I do blog I do write initially it was a WordPress platform but now it's my own site kosvetaojo.com mm. so yeah you can find my writings there i also guest blog a little bit here and there and i keep updating about it on my instagram so yeah if you find me on instagram you'll find me awesome folks i'll have the links in the description go follow her page check out her writings and thank me later that's it from this podcast thank, thank you very much shweta for joining here thank you thank you till we see you next time with another episode